If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. You wake up one morning, and while you're brushing your teeth, you notice a lump on the inside of your mouth, under your tongue. Immediately, you're concerned. You've never noticed this before. But not to worry. It's just torus mandibularis, a simple bony growth on the mandible of your mouth. If you have this extra bit of bone, you are part of the 40% of people with this anomaly. Although it can be more common depending on where you're from. For example, in the USA, this only occurs in 10% of the population. Bones are significant pieces within our bodies. We have 206 of them altogether. But some people may have an extra bone that they weren't expecting. We all have 12 pairs of ribs, equaling to 24 in total. However, 0.5% of people may have 25. The 25th is known as a cervical rib. Present from birth, it grows from the base of the neck, just above the collarbone. It can be on either side as a fully formed rib, or just a thin strand of tissue fibers. There are some parts of our body that have remained with us throughout our evolution as a species, and some of us no longer share that same physical trait. The palmaris longus is a small tendon located in your wrist. By pressing the pads of your fourth finger and thumb, then clenching your wrist, the inside of your wrist will show the palmaris longus popping out. If this isn't visible, then you are part of a relatively small percentage that no longer possesses it. Lacking it has no effects on the strength of your grip, but being absent does give a decreased pinch strength in the fourth and fifth finger. It's believed that this muscle was actively used sometime in the evolutionary process of our species. It hasn't affected our bodies in any way, and it's merely a trait that some of us continue to have. It's also not dependent on either hand, regardless of which hand is dominant. Which hand do you use more often? If you're left-handed, you're part of the 10% club. And if you're ambidextrous, you're within the 1% to use both of your hands dominantly. Most ambidextrous people initially only use their left hand. Ambidexterity and left-handedness share the indication that they are using both sides of the brain. Right-handed people are generally dominant only to the left side of the brain. We all have tailbones, a reminder of our long story of evolution. We stopped using our tails around 25 million years ago. Although, while we are still growing as embryos, we go through the process of growing a tail. And after about eight weeks, we lose it completely. There are some cases of humans being born with a tail, there are about 25 confirmed cases known to scientists. Those born with tails, though, won't have any real benefit, other than what the tailbone does for balance anyway. The tails have no function other than physically being there, as they have no bones. The tails only consist of nerves, vessels, and muscles. Do you find that you are a picky eater? Do you think that coriander tastes like soap? Or you can't stand pineapple on pizza? This may be due to what kind of taster you are. 
up to 30% of people are considered super tasters and will experience different levels of enjoyment or disappointment from their foods. Food that is bitter to the super taster will likely be sweet to average tasters who make up 40% of people. There are also 30% of people who are non-tasters and won't find anything too exciting. Do you have the ability to identify musical notes? About 1 in 10,000 people can flawlessly distinguish perfect pitch naturally. Although this doesn't necessarily mean that they will be the next big pop star. They're just able to easily identify a specific musical note upon listening to it. Our eye colors are so diverse. The difference in light exposure to eyes throughout the world determines how much melanin is produced, which helps create many different shades of color. Since migration has become more common over the past hundred years, the variations of shades of color are numerous. Your genes, of course, also playing a huge part. We could list hundreds of different shades of eye color to show how many variations there are, but we'll limit the distinct categories down to six main color groups to keep this brief. The vast majority of people have brown eyes. About 79% of the world's population share this eye color. Once, all humans only had the brown pigmentation, until around six to 10,000 years ago, when humans migrated to Northern Europe. A mutation occurred, helping the eyes to adapt to the change of light. Blue eyes became the most common of the mutated coloration, and all of them today can be traced back to one ancestor from Europe. Today, blue eyes make up around 10% of the human population. Amber and hazel eyes each take up 5% respectively. Gray eyes are up to 3%, and the rarest of eye colors are green ones, consisting of only 2%. Rarer still is heterochromia iridum, where both eyes are of different colors. It's inherited and also affected by other genetic factors. Only 1% of the human population have this incredibly rare attribute. Although blue eyes have become more common, they're only more prominent within areas where people contribute similar variants of genes, since blue eyes are a recessive trait. Just like red hair, which only occurs within up to 2% of the population. If you have red hair and blue eyes, you will be part of the smallest percentile for hair and eye variety that makes up only 0.17% of the human population. Although green, gray, and hazel eyes are less abundant than blue, their genes are more dominant. So, within the small pool of redheads, blue eyes are less likely to occur. The melanin that has helped mutate eye colors can also have other effects on the human body. A genetic mutation that affects the melanin occurs in 0.005% of people in the USA, creating albinism. The occurrence differs in many ways throughout the world, the same as the effects with eyes. In albinism, the pigment production is altered to distribute major cells that affect the coloring of the skin, the hair, and the eyes. Most people with albinism will have snow-white skin, snow-white hair, and their eyes are a pale blue-pinkish color, the pupil itself being red. The redness comes from the light reflecting off the vessels in the retina. 
There is another form of albinism which has a smaller amount of pigmentation and the shade of skin and hair are slightly darker. Albinism occurs not only in humans, but practically all mammals, reptiles, and amphibians. Do you have a small hole at the front of your ear above the ear canal? This is the preauricular pit. During the first six weeks of a child's development, long before being born, the auricle, which is the external part of your ear, will develop. The preauricular pit forms when the auricle doesn't fully fuse. This occurs within less than 1% of humans, although there's speculation that having this little hole is the remnant of gills that we once had from our seafaring ancestors, there's nothing solid to confirm this theory. There are some unique things we have that give us an advantage in everyday life. Some people carry a gene mutation of the DEC2 gene, also known in proper English as familial natural short sleepers. Essentially, it means people within this 1% only require about six hours of sleep each day. Most people will probably feel burned out after a day of this, but those lucky enough to be within this 1% will be sure to make the most out of their day. Have you ever looked at a picture and noticed that the color of something was different to what someone else can see? It may be that you have a rare ability to see more colors than everyone else possibly seeing 100 million different kinds of shades. If you do, you're part of the rare group of people called tetrachromats, who have four cone cells in their eyes, unlike everyone else who has three, and are identified as a trichromat. Studies are varied on who is part of this rare ocular phenomenon, though it's more prominent in females. It's suggested that up to 15% of women have this rare capability. Incredibly, it's an ability also shared with some species of birds, insects, fish, and other mammals.